Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola. I'm here with Leif Johnson. Hey, yeah. And Michael Simon. Hello, everyone. On today's show, we're going to talk about the new iPod Touch. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take a preview of Apple's WWDC next week by talking about what could happen with iOS, the iPhone, and the iPad. Plus, we'll have a two-minute tip, and we'll wrap up the show with your hot takes from the Macworld social media feeds. So let's start off with the news. The big news this week is the new iPod Touch. I got to tell you guys, when I saw that come across my feed, (laughs) I was actually off yesterday. And I said, oh, whoa, an iPod Touch. And I looked at it. I'm like, wait a minute. What a piece of... All this is, is, it's an A10 processor, no less? They couldn't even give us an A11? No real updates in design. That's it. And more storage, but you got to pay an extra hundred bucks for it. If anyone is buying... A 256 gigabyte iPod Touch in 2019, you're out of your mind. Just get your kids a phone. Yeah, yeah. For $400. It's just, that's, that's crazy. I don't know. Do you know how many iPod Touches they would sell if it was the iPhone XR? Yeah. But an iPod Touch version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, yeah. They would fly off the shelves for like 300 bucks. My God, they'd sell a ton of them. Instead, we get this ridiculous four inch screen, an A10 iPhone 7 processor, 32 gigs of storage. Wow. It's like, there's your review, guys. I can't even bring myself to get excited yeah, about reviewing this right. thing. Oh, it can play games. Great. <laughs> oh, and they were, you know, didn't they also play up to AR and stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's it not going to focus. Yeah, because of the, the A10 chip, it can do AR. It can do group FaceTime. We whoop de do. But as I said in my article, AR is not going to take, take off until they have some kind of 3D sensor on the actual phone. Well, not, because right now it's just guesswork. Can't use the AR anywhere that doesn't have Wi-Fi. Exactly. <laughs> so it anyway? It's selling though, because otherwise, why would Apple keep yeah. it there? I, buy it. So. Yeah, I think you know, for kids, it's it's a good for it's a kids, good. and maybe like on an enterprise level, you know, maybe they use it in house for I don't know, Testing like warehouses and, and stuff. I don't like know. Music. To, someone's for using your art it. gallery. Yeah. So someone's <laughs> using it still. It's it's enough for Apple to keep it on. Yeah. Hey, at least, at least it has a headphone jack. <laughs> yeah, it does have a headphone jack. And, you know, just, Wi-Fi is kind of, not that it, it's not widely available, but it's well, yeah, I it's get available it. but, enough. But why not an LTE version with an iPhone 10 design? Yeah. I, I, it, yeah. It could, or, or iPhone 10, make it a LCD so it's cheaper. I don't see why it won't do that. But they won't. We'll, you know when we'll get that? In 2027. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you're interested in, in an iPod pad touch, iPod Pod. touch, I can't even say it right. <laughs> uh, you know, you can go to Apple and buy one now. Uh, it's, when it, I was when I was writing the article, every time I wrote iPod Touch, it it would revert to iPad because I don't write I, I don't write I don't write the word iPod anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. That's hilarious. In other news, Apple released iOS 12.3.1, which is basically a bug fix release. It fixes <laughs> VoLTE. Is that how you say it? Volte? Volte. Which is voice over LTE. Yes. Is that what it is? Voice over LTE. Yes. And then it fixed some iMessage bugs. Um, they were bugs. These were bugs that I didn't even know that. I didn't. I didn't experience. So, yeah. But someone else. Well, that, that's good. That's the way they should fix bugs. Fix them before they're a headline. Right. right. True. 
Can I just say, I still think it's hilarious that we moved on from the iPod Touch that quickly. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not that. Yeah. I mean, there's literally, there's literally nothing to talk about. There's not even a new color. Yeah, <laughs> right. There's not even a new it's, color. It's the same damn thing, except so. somebody like was walking through the Apple warehouses and tripped over a box of A10 processors. It's like, well, we got to do something with these. <laughs> What should we do? Well, well, we could throw them the touch. We haven't updated that in four years. Sure, why not? We got a bunch of extra screens in these big bezel cases, so we might as well put them, put them together. WWDC is coming up. Yeah, It's this Monday. Less than a week. Less yes. than a week. Just a few days. iOS 13 will probably be a big portion of the keynote and the uh, conference next week we posted an article on what we think we could be seeing at wwdc with ios 13 some of the things we think will happen or has been rumored to happen will be dark mode Mm -hmm. everybody's excited about dark mode. everyone's excited about dark mode which always kind of befuddles me because i'm like all you're doing is changing the colors but i guess it's a bigger deal than well, remember when I was with, you know, macOS Mojave, I was like, meh, dark mode, it's cool for some things. I never take macOS off of dark mode now, <laughs> it just stays in there, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's, I mean, it's cool because it's different. Remember when they came out with, like, the black MacBook or the, the I mean, they, people like different different colors, but having used dark mode on Android phones, it's it's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's it's easier on your eyes. It's much better when it's late at night and you're in a dark room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the OLED phones, it can save some battery, battery life. life. There's, right. there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits to it. Right. It's easier on eye strain. Mm-hmm. I I find so yep. as someone with wonky eyes. I mean, you know, assuming Apple does it right, which we you know I have no reason to think they won't. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. The, the thing about dark mode coming out is that it will be somewhat inconsistent in terms of where where it's executed at first, and then eventually it'll catch. Everything else will catch up. Especially yeah, it'll be interesting to see what apps Apple decides to go dark. If it's all of them, or just Mail and Maps, or something like, how right. does it, how does it decide? Well, it definitely has to do like music because you know anything that has that heavy white interface, I believe, should go to. Yeah. Well, that's like everything. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Apple's big on white, and they did pretty well with that Mojave. With Mojave, so we'll probably see a bunch of revamped apps like Health and Reminders. You know, these are probably... Everyone's looking forward to those health and reminders app updates. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those will probably be like examples of Marzipan, which we talked about last week. I'm I'm sorry, I meant to say that. You'll see new features in those apps, and then they'll be carried over to Mac OS. You know, Mm -hmm. it'll be part of a bigger Marzipan demonstration, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this year is going to be pretty heavy on the Mac. Yeah, yeah, it'll be more heavy on the Mac as opposed to the, the past where yeah. it's always been iOS 13, where the Mac has been, hey, here's like six new features and then in like 10 minutes it's done and then the rest of like the next 45 minutes is iOS. Right, right. Unless we're talking about the Mac Pro, I think the Marzipan thing is going to take up a big yeah, chunk of the yeah, discussion. Yeah, yeah. and so. uh, iPad, I think, but I think Apple treats the iPad more on the Mac side. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, we'll, get, we'll get a very small, here's what's coming to the iPhone and then iPad and then Mac. Yeah. Is my yeah. guess is how the how yeah. things go, because the iOS 13 changes to the iPad. It, from what we've read, it's pretty major yeah. what they're planning on right. doing. There'll probably be an updated iMessage implementation, which is probably kind of long overdue. Mm-hmm. Updated Maps, which is sort of like happens every year, mm-hmm. but 
maybe there'll be a, some bigger steps this year. Yeah, well, for one thing, Google is just kicking its ass. When right. it comes to maps. I mean, like Google Maps is like a bonafide network right now. I mean, yeah. that it's more than just directions. It's social stuff. It's I mean, it's uh, uh, restaurants. I mean, it, it's just so much in that app that you never even need to really go to another one. Yeah. And Apple Maps is really just I want to go here. How do I get there? Yeah, I, I can really respect that Apple Maps has gotten better as far as getting oh, you yeah, where you yeah, need to go. Sure. But like you said, you know, I want to see where a restaurant is. I want to save lists. This is this is what I mean. Like if I'm gonna, so I like make lists so when people are in town, so I can remember here's the good places to eat in Chinatown and stuff, and I can look at a list and stuff. Yep. That's you can't mm-hmm. really do that with Apple Maps. You can do it with Google, and I can just look it up, and boom, it shows me the layout yep. of all these places. It's it's so much better. And even things like when you ask something for assistant in Google Maps, there's like a little tiny interface at the bottom. It doesn't take over the whole screen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it doesn't send you to Germany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so uh, there, there's a there's a lot Apple can do to make Maps a much better, you know, no pun intended destination. There's two things I'd like out of Maps, sort of like echoing what Life said. More of it being a Maps app, mm-hmm. but also more of it being sort of a keeper of data i don't want to say a database Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. like you said you know like a list i went i went to this town here's a list of places that i visited Mm -hmm. things like that you know that kind of yeah people people give google a lot of crap for you know tracking our every movement but man is it convenient (laughs) see that's not even pulling from my data that's stuff that i entered it's like this is the restaurant i wanted to go to this is the Yeah. yeah so along the lines of that i would like to see Hopefully they'll have a huge section on Siri improvements. Oh God, <laughs> sorry. So. Siri's the the big. I mean, I, I I almost feel like it's getting to the point where it's now or never yeah. with Siri. Yeah, no, it is. I think it is. We have this running joke in my family where I'm driving and then I'll ask Siri for something and then Siri will respond with something totally non sequitur. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I'll I'll sit there and go, Oh, you're such a piece of crap, Siri. And then my kids will just start laughing because I do the same thing all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Siri's got to show some huge improvements this yeah, I mean speed, smartness, the database, what it can do. I mean, there's so much that Apple yeah. needs to do. It's it's almost daunting. Yeah. How just, far behind Siri is. Just yeah. improving the voice recognition would make a big difference. Yeah. 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 Accuracy. No, yesterday yeah. I wanted to send a text to my son while I was driving. And it totally mangled what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not even going to bother now. I'm just going to. I mean, just like what, like a month ago, Google showed off assistant and it did, you didn't need to say period uh-huh. or exclamation point, like a new when to put a comma in, when to put a period, when to start a new sentence. And Siri just is like, has no freaking clue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And you would think, you know, I'm, I'm oversimplifying maybe, but, you know, that this should be like a big step because in virtually all human languages, there are those intonations that give you an idea of whether something is a question totally. or something like totally. that, especially a question, maybe not an exclamation. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, some other things we might see, maybe some better uh, parental controls, maybe some new sleep mode or a new sleep mode, CarPlay improvements. Sure. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't. I don't have a problem with CarPlay. I, I use CarPlay and Android Auto, and they, you know they're both good for what they do. They're fine. Yeah. I don't drive, so I rarely get a chance to see it. One thing I'd like to see also is uh, some enhancements to the iPad multitasking. Yeah, so, well, that's the big thing that uh, allegedly iOS 13 will bring is a, a new new navigation, new interface. Yeah. 
That'll be nice. New, uh, you know, tabbed browsing, t- also uh, uh, floating windows, all all the things that we've wanted on our iPad for a while now. Yeah. Maybe and maybe even a new desktop without all those friggin' icons floating all over the place, but we'll see. Yeah. Seems like that's asking a lot. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> Apple loves its icons. <laughs> and kind of hand in hand with the multitasking is maybe a better file handling on the iPad. I know to have the files app, but it still feels like there's a lot that can be done in terms yeah. of files management. So mm-hmm. if they really want it to be some kind of laptop replacement, it needs a better files. App. Yeah, there's a rumor that there's going to be a, a downloads manager. So maybe. Maybe we'll see some stuff with shortcut uh, being implemented because it made, they made a big deal of shortcuts last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll probably carry over again this time, this year. The problem I have with sh- shortcuts though is that. It's not very consumer friendly. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and they Apple kind of touts it as a huge deal, mm-hmm. but the general user doesn't know what shortcuts is, and, right. or even want to try to ha- try to use it. See, even if you cannot, ha- and most of you don't, I don't have the technical know-how to make one of these shortcuts. Uh, you know, you should be able to see like what are the most popular ones, and you download mm-hmm. that, just like a mod, you know, like with a game, you know. And yep. uh, they, you know, Apple can vet these. They could say that they're, you know, and that was the only way that they include them and stuff. But there needs to be some kind of community thing to that because a lot of the best ones the best shortcuts are actually third party so you have to look at articles like the one that i wrote to download it you need to be writing the app they have their library one but they're all very simple there's some really cool things and they also need to give you people more permissions to do with shortcuts because you, you think about shortcuts and you have a good idea for something oh i really wish that i could have a app that did this and you know and then you found out that you there's nothing like that and because apple doesn't give you the permissions to do that so I know a lot of the shortcut developers feel constrained by what it offers. But I mean, there was one, what was it? Oh, like I think I wanted a shortcut to immediately turn off autocorrect uh, on my iPhone because I actually do use Bluetooth keyboards on my iPhone a lot, so I use it kind of like a laptop. The thing is, is when I'm just kind of typing blindly, autocorrect, you know, corrects some stuff it shouldn't, whereas I don't really mind that so much when I'm looking at it when I'm typing with my thumb, but I would like one button way on my home screen to turn that on and off, but because of shortcuts, to my understanding, you can't do that. That gives you an idea of the limitations, And it needs to have better integration with smart home stuff. That's yes. the, yeah. you know, that's one of the and HomePod as well. That's that's sorely missing from uh, from Siri's whole deal. The thing is, a lot of this stuff probably may not even be highlighted during the keynote. Mm-hmm. So because yep. it is a developers conference, so there might there might be uh, sessions on some of this stuff that we won't learn about until a little bit later after the keynote. Especially things like developer tools. AR kit, Siri kit, things like that. No new iOS hardware. No iPads, no iPhones. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't expect any of that stuff. If they hear that, it'll be at another event later in the year. Yeah, September. Yeah, yeah they usually uh, do that September, although I, I think maybe they might spend about half an hour talking about the new iPod Touch. <laughs> really? Half an hour? No, I'm just diving, diving into the 8-inch chip and how much better it is than the 8-7 yeah. chip, whatever it was. Okay, Look at how big these bezels are. Aren't bezels Here's awesome? Here's a 20-minute demo. I, I'm convinced also that the reason why they keep iPod 
I know I didn't mean to go back to the iPod Touch, but it's fine. <laughs> the reason why they went back to it is is to maintain the uh, copyright or the uh, trademark on the word iPod Ooh. to keep it active. Well, they could have done something more to it. Yeah, there might be some stuff during WWDC about Apple Arcade. Maybe so, I don't know. I think it'll be later in the year. I think it's going to be like so fall. Too. I mean that that was in March, so it's been a couple months. But true, I don't know. I don't know. If uh, I don't know if this is the forum for it, and I don't know if this is uh, if they if they wouldn't want to spotlight their services in their own venue. Well, it is the developers conference. Uh, so yeah, that's true. I have a friend who works for a game developing company, and I don't know the specifics for this, so don't run away with this too much. But he was telling me that their game was one of the ones that were actually announced during the Apple Arcade announcement. This, we were, he was telling me this on a hike recently. And the thing is, they didn't know. I don't know if this means a CEO or anything, but they didn't know that they were going to be part of Apple Arcade until Apple announced it. <laughs> and, oh, wow. uh, yeah, exactly. So it might be different at the CEO, but at the developer level, they actually didn't know. <laughs> and so they were like, oh, really and so like even a social media person didn't know <laughs> and so so don't run away with that but that is some insider thing hmm. i heard yeah that's interesting i mean it's that's also completely believable yes <laughs> yeah it, it's it's kind of fits a pattern that apple has done in the past where it, like they don't fill in certain parties until like not necessarily the last minute but next to the last minute mm-hmm. kind of thing and then not everyone in the third party knows only like Maybe some high-level execs know, so they haven't been able to. Because Apple's very tight with their NDAs and embargoes and stuff. There's been rumors of a kind of tile-like product. So if people don't know what tile is, tile is this accessory that you can use. It uses a, I believe it's a Bluetooth device that you can put on things, and if you lose it, you can. It uses it's it's a way to find whatever you've lost. Like if you you could put up like a tile on your keychain, and then if you lose your keys, you can use your phone and track where your keys are. Kind of. So there's rumors that Apple's coming out with a similar type product. God, I'm getting super sci-fi here. But imagine if the Apple Card worked that way, and that would be like a way to find your wallet if you lost it. And, uh, you know, I was I was just gonna say that like. I, I mean that that's a that's a cool implementation, but that rumor seems to me like it's part of something else. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. And see, I would be shocked if Apple released a Bluetooth dongle mm-hmm. to put on your keys. That does not seem like an Apple thing. To it do. doesn't seem I like agree. an Apple product at all. But yeah. you're right; it does seem like part of a but, different product. But, but like somebody saw it testing, but didn't realize the context. Right. right. Yeah, the credit card one—that's a cool idea to put it in, to have it be in your wallet, even though they don't want you to actually use it. But yes. something like that, where you don't realize that what it's doing. Yeah. Remember, remember when like iBeacons were supposed to be a thing? Like that yeah. was all part of other stuff. There have been some rumors that iOS could improve its external display support. Mm-hmm. Right now, the iPad Pro can drive an external display, but that's about it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. It's possible that other iOS devices will be able to run a display. It'd be kind of fun. I I don't think that would spread to the iPhone, but it'd be more of an iPad kind of implementation. Be a cool way to use your iPhone as a desktop. Like I, well, like, I mean, there's a there's a bunch of Android phones. Samsung does it. Huawei does it. Mm-hmm. Um, that has like a desktop mode, and uh, Android Q is it, it hasn't quite been 
uh, part of the developers yes but there's like signs of it mm -hmm. so what you do is you take an hdmi to usb-c cable plug it into a monitor and it brings up a totally new interface using your phone as the hub or as the pc so to speak mm -hmm. and it brings you know you can still use your apps and it's kind of like a like a chromebook type interface mm -hmm. yeah and honestly it's it's it, it does come in handy samsung makes a dock well they used to they make a dock they make a cable and it's it, it's not completely crazy mm -hmm. to have a phone in your pocket take it to work plug it into your monitor and do all your work or whatever little work you need to do without you know emailing your files going to icloud all that other stuff you just pop it in plug it in and uh it, it appears on the screen so you know I, I don't know if apple would do something like that but it's not out of the realm of possibility i'd like to because I, as i was saying earlier i sometimes use my iphone basically as an ipad and same, uh, same. So that you know, I, I would love to see some kind of option like that. Yeah, yeah it's like a like a simple plug and play thing. Yeah, where uh, you know it wouldn't require much in the way of understanding. You just plug it in and you start working. You can you know the other thing you'd have to you would need a keyboard, you would need a mouse, and then you know you would get into peripherals. And I don't know if Apple would go that route. Right. Um, the ones I've used, particularly the Samsung one, it's it's pretty cool. What else have I have I kind of missed about iOS 13? That... Multi-support HomePods. I mean, yeah. oh my goodness! All right, I would like to see secret of iOS 13. Before we see multi-user HomePods, I would like to see multi-user iPads, and that's all I want to say. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've yeah, been harping that's... on that for a while. Yeah. The whole well, I mean, multi-user support—it's it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that they don't allow it. It's insane. Because, you know, I do a lot of the iPad coverage here. And whenever I, you know, let somebody else on staff, I have to, like, erase the thing because it's got all my, you yeah, know, no, no. access it's, to my it's, stuff. It's nuts. <laughs> I mean, imagine you bought a MacBook and you had a, you had one user. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. And the iPads are just as much. They're $1,000. They're it's, crazy. you know, it's, it's, it's user hostile almost at this point that mm. they don't allow uh, multiple uh, accounts. Um, there's also been rumors of a um, a swiping keyboard. Oh yeah, so, a lot yeah. of people say they like that, but uh, yeah, I can't get excited about that. But hey, more options is more options. Yeah, yeah, I, I use the Google one sometimes. Uh, you know, I use the Google keyboard all the time, but I use the swipe function sometimes. I mean, it's 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 good to have. Yeah, I mean, this is the, one of those things that Apple's like five years late. I mean, those were a thing. With that the uh, swipe keyboard. How how many years ago was that when that came out? Yeah, I I think it's one of those things where it's a nice feature to have. It's not one of those features that people are like, I'm never going to buy that because it doesn't have a. Swipe Unless keyboard. Apple does something unique with it, with like gestures or something, or yeah, figures figures out a way to make it you know more useful than just quickly yeah. typing words. Speaking of gestures, there's a rumor that there's going to be a new undo gesture. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> For those who don't know. To do undo on the on iOS, you you shake your device on the phone. I don't that, <laughs> right that's, on the that's phone. That's not the case with the iPad. The iPad has a button. Right, uh, the iPad has a, on the phone. You shake your device. So I don't yeah. know how many times I'll like have read an email or something, and then I'll put my phone in my pocket, and then I'll take it back out like a minute or two later, and then the undo interface is there. Oh, yeah, wow. because I guess that was enough movement to trigger an, the undo gesture, and it, it does ask you. It doesn't like just do it like it, the little button right. like, is the uh, interface, but the little thing pops up and it says, "Are you sure you want it?" Or whatever it is. You has. do have to confirm it. So yeah. yeah. So that that's a good thing because of like I said, I, that happens to me all the time. So. <laughs> but it would be like a two or three finger gesture or something, yeah. which you know that's fine. 
I'm sure that we'd get used to it. I, the iPad one, it's fine. It's on the keyboard, and I don't see why we need to change it, but whatever. Well, see, what gets me about the, you know, like the swipe keyboard is, you know, I was just looking at my phone and, you know, that would, you know, because iOS is that trackpad thing with your, your finger. Yes. And that would seem, you know, because I don't think you could do the swipe with the iOS keyboard because that's how you activate the, the swipe. So, well, I'm sure they'd figure it out. Hopefully. Three, 3D touch is going away anyway, isn't it? Yeah, so they say. <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah. It's no longer on the iPhone 10R. Yeah. So. Possibly we could see an announcement that well, no, they wouldn't even announce it. It would just like not yeah. happen in the, iOS 13. The 37 people who use it will be bummed out. <laughs> yeah, we had at least one person in our mentions on Twitter who said, no, I use 3D Touch all the time. Oh. Sure, dude. I yeah. mean, the thing is they could do, it, it, it won't be that much different. Yeah. It just, you won't be physically touching, forcing, touching the thing. <laughs> And then the biggest change that we're all looking forward to is a new volume interface. Yeah. <laughs> that's another one that's, that's, that's going to be ripped straight from Android. Uh, they came out with that last year, and it's like a little tiny icon in the side. Apple will probably throw it up in the, uh, the, the, the horns around the iPhone, around the camera in the iPhone right. 10, like that area. But yeah, I mean, it, it's like you look at these things, you, you look at like the brilliance of these devices. And then you say, for 13 freaking years, we've had a volume <laughs> that takes over the entire screen. It's crazy. But yeah, we're, that, that's a, that'll, be a, that'll be one of those things that gets a, uh, like a, a, a sarcastic standing ovation. In the <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many screenshots I've messed up because mm -hmm. I, I've, my, my button yeah, pushing wasn't in sync. And like I've taken a picture with the volume button. That's a big one. <laughs> I didn't even think about that one. You're totally right there. So. I mean, it's a minor inconvenience. I just, you know, but it's, still, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's um, as Apple-based journalists, it's something that we come across a lot. That a lot, you know, normal because yeah. we're often taking screenshots for this stuff. And you know, not, not for nothing. It's, that's probably like a half-day fix for one of their engineering teams. Exactly. Like, right. This is like an overhaul of iOS. <laughs> Those are some of the things we hope to see or expect to see at WWDC this coming week. Uh, WWDC starts. On Monday, yeah. June 3rd, mm -hmm. the keynote is at 10 a.m. Pacific time. You can watch the keynote on Apple's website. I will be at the keynote mm -hmm. uh, reporting on it, so we'll see. Hopefully, they'll have stuff there that we can look at. And I hope you get a chance to try out the Mac Pro. So, yeah. Yeah, okay, sure. Hey! Yeah, can we, we take bets on that one? I have a feeling if there is a Mac Pro, it'll be just like when the, when the HomePod was released. Right. It's off to the side, and all you can do is take pictures of it. You can't actually handle it. That's point. Yeah, that's, which means it isn't fully functioning. You know, I will never be able to afford one, but it's like one of the few things that I've just actually been excited about from Apple in a while to see yeah. what they do. Yeah, I hope it is not crushing disappointment. Yeah, well, I would I would prepare for that later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have full coverage of WWDC next week. Check our website for articles, opinions, maybe a few reviews. We'll see what happens. So next week's gonna be an exciting week. It sure is. <laughs> now it's time for our two minute tip. 
On this part of the show, a Macworld staffer will present a quick tip for your Apple device. This week, Leif has a tip for your iPhone. What you got, Leif? All right. So today I'm going to tell you all how to use a one-headed keyboard on a giant phone like the iPhone XX Max. So I'm always hearing people say that they hate big iPhones because they're so dang big. They can't type on anything uh, anything on them compared to the old smaller models. Thing is, Apple already addressed this by letting you type with a one-handed keyboard. And I find that great for when I'm stuck standing on a crowded train at rush hour and I'm struggling to keep my balance. So it's easy to turn this keyboard on and off, too, so you can easily go back to the normal keyboard when convenience permits. Um, I know it's not available like on the iPhone SC, but you can find it on a smaller, quote, smaller phone like the iPhone XS. So here's how to do it. Whenever you're, interface, whenever you're in an interface where you can see the keyboard, be that in messages, Twitter, or whatever, hold your finger down on the emoji button in the lower left side of the screen. It's the one that looks like a smiley face. So this is where you'll see your some keyboard settings pop up, and this is normally how you can choose a special keyboard like Gboard or access the emojis, but you will also see three icons for keyboards down at the bottom. So so by default, it will be on the middle one, which is the normal keyboard. But if you press the right one, it'll give you a keyboard that's scrunched to the right side of the screen. This is good for right-handers like me. Over to the left, you have the left-handed one, which lets lefties do the same thing. So. On an iPhone XS Max, the new digital keyboard takes up about three-fourths of the screen, which is roughly what you'd have to work with if you were typing on a smaller device like the iPhone 7. The keys are also a lot narrower than what you get with the regular digital keyboard, so in my case, at least, they take a little bit of getting used to. you could keep it like this if you like, but I find I personally type faster with two thumbs. After all, it's like typing with a regular keyboard. I just turn on this one-handed keyboard because I'm usually using it on a train where I'm trying to keep my balance by holding on to something with my left hand. To turn it off, just hit that you hold down on that emoji button again, and you'll see the keyboard options again. Press the middle one. And the keyboard will once again stretch across the whole screen, and so everything's back to normal. And that's it for the day's two-minute tip. Was that really two minutes? It, it was probably weird. about a minute it and seemed, 30. It seemed longer. It was really simple. I was actually surprised at how much I had to say about this really simple process. Yeah. If, if you parsed it down to just the steps, yeah. it's, it's two minutes. Yes. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now it's time for your hot takes. We love to read your comments and questions. Let us know what you're thinking on Twitter. That's at Macworld. On the Macworld Facebook page. Or you can send us an email. That's podcast at macworld.com. Here are some comments that caught our eye this week. This one's in regards to WWDC coming up. It's from at Ben Adamson DXB. Uh, What what he's looking forward to is dark mode for iOS and Craig Federighi. I don't know what that (laughs) means. Just just hanging out with him? He just likes watching him on stage, I guess. His hair. Yeah. As long as he, he, WWDC he, he has a quality. Yeah, as long as WWDC features those two things, I'll be a happy camper. Yeah, Craig Federighi. Uh-huh. I, I, I was going to just call him Craig, but I don't really know Air, him. Air Force One, as he's affectionately known as. <laughs> <laughs> he does seem to kind of like when he hits the stage, he's like, you know, you're here to see a show, so I'm yeah. going to try and put on a little bit of show. I'm not going to take it over the top, but yep. yeah, he's 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 definitely good at it. He gets yeah. into it, so. Um, yeah, than Tim Cook, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yes. So, but uh, yeah, you know, dark, another person who's looking forward to dark mode. Yeah. So, mm. as much as I kind of poo-poo it, it's kind of a, a, a thing. I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah, yeah. everybody everybody wants dark. Yeah. Except Roman. No. Yeah. <laughs> I use it. Yeah. I just sit there and go, how is this such a big deal? I know I, I like it. I use it. But, yeah, I, I, you know. It's a big visual as, change. And like I said, as someone with wonky eyes, it, it – uh, there's a big payoff for me. So oh, God, like even it. going into settings where it's just this big white thing and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. So. <laughs> Ron Berry on Facebook had a comment in regards to a iTunes story how-to that we posted. And this is actually a general comment about iTunes. He says, when the aliens dig up humanity, they'll find iTunes and think, this is what destroyed them all. It's got a bleep yeah. there, Ron. <laughs> See? <laughs> Well, so one of the things that has been rumored is that on the Mac side, iTunes is finally going to get broken up into separate apps. So one for books, one for music, one for podcasts. Uh, They already have books. Yeah. Well, that's true. They already have books. It would just be the media stuff. Right. Movies, movies, TV shows, and music. Yeah. Which doesn't seem like much, but it's a pain to navigate. There's too much going on. All your libraries are there. You got to click it. It'll be much better when there's a TV app. Yeah. Maybe a movies app and uh, uh, a dedicated music app as well. I think Apple's going to find a way to to maintain the iTunes just like they did doing with iPod. (laughs) So I don't know how iTunes will continue to exist, but. Yeah, I, I feel like they want to maintain well, on it for some reason. The iPhone, correct me if I'm wrong, because I jump back and forth to these things, but isn't the iTunes is the store? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the TV app is, is your library. So yes. they could do that. Okay. So that's the way that I, the, the word iTunes lives on. Yeah. And that's inefficient, though. So. That's, yeah. Got a couple comments on Apple's announcement about the uh, free fixes for the butterfly keyboard, which happened last week. Uh, and also that Apple did some improvements to the keyboard on the new Mac Pro that was revealed last week. At Andre Kingman on Twitter says, Dear Apple, please just redesign a new keyboard that won't break. Thank you. At Lensky underscore Vlad, he says that they don't even need to redesign it, it being the keyboard. The old scissor mechanism worked perfectly yeah. fine. They just need to swallow their pride and revert back to the superior design. I'm going to laugh if that's what that rumored 16-inch one is. Yeah. yeah you know, as, as it's been pointed out before in several podcasts, I use a five-year-old machine because, mostly because I like that keyboard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah it, it worked. It worked really well. It's, this keyboard's never broken. I've never had problems with it. Um. It doesn't sound like you're typing on a, a pile of rocks. <laughs> See, I actually don't mind, you know, the actual typing experience, but I do hate that I can't go into like a coffee shop or something and, and type quietly because, yeah, yeah. You, everybody's going to hear that MacBook because it's just so freaking loud. That's yeah, one thing I hate about it. It's a surprise that Apple hasn't done a meaningful fix to it yet. They've had these little kind of band aids. Yeah. But, you know, it's been now years and years and very high profile articles. Mm-hmm. Right. And Apple still says, no, nope, butterflies, the way of the future. <laughs> and I know they like to associate themselves of, you know, 
video producers and everything. But I would say that the dominant imagery of someone with a MacBook is the rider in the friggin' coffee shop and stuff. And so when you make it that embarrassing to do, <laughs> you know, you're like, but I mean, even like video, whatever creative you are, you don't want extraneous noises messing up what you're doing. Exactly. You know? there's, yes. there's no, there's no benefit to a loud, travelless, dust-ridden keyboard. There just isn't. <laughs> Yeah, the main problem I have with the the keyboard, besides the sound, is that sometimes I feel I, there's not enough travel for me, yeah. so I can't tell if I've actually pressed a key. That's not such a big deal when I'm writing, mm-hmm. but if I'm doing something like entering a password, right, when uh-huh. you can't see what you're typing in because it's Total. you know, there's, for security reasons they block it out. So yeah, yeah, do a a, a scissor fly keyboard and have something that combines the old with the new like there are things about the butterfly that are good Mm -hmm. so so give me something that's you know take that and evolve it it's okay i think life is right though and they say what it's going to take for them to introduce the new keyboard is a new laptop Mm -hmm. they they won't revert the old they won't revert to current line i really agree that until after the new laptop is introduced that will be admitting they're wrong with that this that so. step they could be look at this cool new thing yeah it has a yeah. new keyboard and then they'll revert the, the the current line back so we'll see if that happens on at wwdc well i don't think that's going to happen there no. <laughs> but but it could happen at some point in the fall i guess well they just did the macbooks last week so yeah um yeah we won't see those till next year if we do if, if at all, yeah. Well, that just about does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode number 653. I'd like to thank Leif Johnson. Thank you. I'd like to thank Michael Simon. Thanks, Roman. Thanks, Leif. Thank you. You can subscri- subscribe to the podcast via iTunes through SoundCloud.com or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at Macworld.com. Or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us next week as we talk about the latest happenings in the world of Apple. Next week will probably be definitely be WWDC-focused, so you'll want to tune in to that. <laughs> Yeah, you think so? Yeah, <laughs> probably. All right, thanks for listening. See you all next week.